Hey everyone, welcome back. Today I have a special guest and my friend, Laura Shipman. She owns a social media consulting and management business, Shipman Media, where she focuses on creating content, designing graphics, and social media advertising for her clients across the U.S. Laura also hosts her own podcast, The Laura Shipman Show, where she discusses industry trends and guides her audience through digital marketing and social media mini trainings, all geared to be easy to consume and easy to execute. I promise you are going to love her. Let's dive in. Hey there, mom boss. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast. I'm Allison Scholes, brand strategist and lifestyle stock photographer. And yes, I'm that boss lady in sweatpants. If you're ready to fine tune your personal brand, grow your business on social media, learn some really cool marketing hacks, all while balancing family life, then girl, you're in the right spot. And please don't be shy. You can connect with me over at bossladyinsweatpants.com. If you're ready for today's show, go ahead and hand out the kids' tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee, and hide in your closet. It's time to dive in. Hey, Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is oh, awesome. I am too. And I'm super excited about our topic today. But before we jump into it, tell our listeners who you are and a little bit about your business. Sure. My name is Laura Shipman, and I'm a social media manager, a strategist, and a coach. And I just really love to teach people how to use social media so it's effective for them, so that they're not saying social media doesn't work because it does when it's used correctly. Yes, it does. And you do an amazing job um, every week on Instagram. I just love your carousel post, your tips, your strategies. And I save all those t- posts, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that means so much. Thank you so much. So before we dive into our amazing topic, the six ingredients for the perfect Instagram post, let's back up a bit. And in your opinion, Laura, Mm-hmm. What is the main purpose of social media? You know, I this is a great question because I think people get this mixed up a lot. And what I like to look when I look at social media, I like to look at it as a huge international networking party where you don't have to pay dues and you can do it from your own home or you can do it on the go. And I like to think of it as a place where we can build a network, where we can get to know, like, and trust people, where we can have conversations with people, and where we're able to serve and help those people. And I think people miss that with social media because they're so busy trying to get that next sale. And spoiler alert, that's not going to happen. You're going to scare people away before you actually make that sale. Right. And I love how you say international party, because think about like every year when you go to and like maybe your husband's annual holiday party, Mm -hmm. you don't walk in the room and say, here I am, buy my products. (laughs) You're there to be social. You might talk about your business. (laughs) That's right. And, And so I think that people are starting to evolve a little bit where they're building this know, like, and trust online, but they don't quite know how to do it. And, and it's easier for them to lead with trying to sell somebody because that's their comfort zone. But really, no, you need to, to re-engineer that or reverse engineer that so that you're getting to know the people who are in your audience and they're getting to know you and they're getting to trust you so that they can buy from you. Okay. So you're here to help us really construct that perfect post. Mm-hmm. So we're being 
more social. Mm -hmm. And even though we're going to talk about our business, but we're really not selling our business. Is that really? Yeah. So I want to give you some ingredients to creating the perfect post so that um, you're leading from a place where you're filling that void when somebody's coming to your account and they're going to say to themselves, well, what's in it for me? And so, so hopefully these six ingredients will help you get there so that you're not necessarily always selling to them, but you're creating a post that's compelling and interesting and making them want to take whatever that next step is. And that next step probably is not a sale. Okay. It's probably um, leading them somewhere else. And we'll get to that. And that's probably my, well, one of my last ingredients. It's my fifth ingredient we'll talk about. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So let's dive into your first ingredient. Okay. The first one is really, and this is kind of where you come into play, honestly, <laughs> is you have to lead with your best thing. And that's going to be a really great image, graphic, or picture. And I think your boss lady insider really does that for people because it's a really good lifestyle picture. It's, um, it's also a great business picture. But within that, I think when you're picking an image that's going to ultimately stop that scroll, you need to pay attention to like four things when you're doing that. And the first thing you got to pay attention to is that not all images are created equal or sizes rather are not created equal. So what works on Instagram may not work on Twitter and may not work on LinkedIn. So you can't use a one size fits all type thing. And so I think it's really important to understand that before you just go ahead and load up a picture there. So are you saying the actual image size mm -hmm. or are you talking about the actual picture in itself? Like what works on Instagram, that photo may not work on Facebook. You know what? I think initially I was talking about size. So like I know for Instagram and it's scary that I just know this, but like a 1080 by 1080 pixel size on Instagram. Like I know nerd, that too, right? <laughs> nerd alert. Right. Um, works really well on Instagram. But if you try and take that same square box and throw it into Twitter or throw it into LinkedIn, it's not going to render as nicely. And so you're going to lose your audience. And I know people get tripped up on that because they just want to use the same size across all platforms because it's the easy way out. And I think you really need to pay attention to how you're creating images so it's so it, it fits the platform. But I also think that there are some images that maybe don't work as well on Instagram as let's say LinkedIn, for example, where I see Instagram as more of a lifestyle type application where people want to see the behind the scenes less curated than it used to be, mm -hmm. more authentic. And then um, for on LinkedIn, you probably want a more professional image. Do you know what I mean? Like right. maybe a little bit more, I don't, I don't, how do I want to say it? Um, uh, professional, more, not as lifestyle oriented, not as casual, I guess. Is okay. what I'm trying to say. And I think too, it also <laughs> depends on your audience as well. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, because different audiences are going to want different things. And so it's really important that you do know who your audience is when you're selecting that image. And the second thing that I would add, I've got four things in this image category that I would add in order to stop the scroll is faces matter. Like people need to see a face. They don't want to see a logo. They don't want to see 
some nondescript image. They really want to know who they're interacting with. So as many, as many times as you can, you want to get in front of that camera. And I know I'm camera shy. I don't like to be in front of the camera, but it's so important. You really need, you really need to have that personal touch with everyone. And then you want to make sure that your image is well lit and it's clear. So those two things are really important too, because it sends a message about who you are and the professionalism that you, you know, pay attention to all of those things. I think you need to make sure your images have those four things. And I think that also shows that you care about your business when you take the mm -hmm. time to construct and create a good image for yeah. what other so social platform you're on. Yep. And you care about your audience because yep. you want them to have the best user experience as possible. So those four things in your images, the image size, faces matter, it's well lit, it's really clear, not pixelated, not grainy, any of that. Okay. So what would be, that was a really good first ingredient, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can spend all day in that one. <laughs> I know, right? There is a lot in there. <laughs> all right. So give us your second ingredient. So my second one is, so, you, so if you look at Instagram, let's use Instagram as an example. When you're scrolling through the feed, the first thing that hits you is the image. The second thing is your killer first line. Like you need to have an opening line that is really going to stop that scroll and make people want to read on. And you only have about one and a half lines to capture your audience when right. they're going through the scroll. So make it count. And um, you just want to lead with your strongest hook to get them going. And so, in, so I always get tripped up on that sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Like yes. it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> like you said, you have one and a half lines to make that work. So how creative can you be? And how, how do you get that creativity flowing? Well, there's two things that I like to Google to help me get there. And one of them is the best, or I like to Google email subject lines that get the most opens. Oh, and so then what you'll do is you'll see what people are using in their emails and then just translate that over to social media, like figure out how that works for Instagram. And the other one is the best blog titles that get people's attention. And if you think of the blog titles that get people's attention, think of Instagram or any social media platform as a micro blog. It's not a full on blog, but you're wanting people to stop and read. So, so that's kind of how I approach it. So I want to okay. get my strongest hook, want to stop people, get their attention so they read more. I've also heard that people will stop for numbers mm -hmm. if they see numbers or emotional words. There, yep, totally. Because for me, I'm a numbers person in that way. Because if somebody's going to give me three steps, I know that if I tap to read more, I'm only in it for three steps and I can move on, right? Right. Um, and then from an emotional standpoint, yeah, like there's certain trigger words that people are like, oh, I, I do that same thing or I have that same problem. I want the solution to that. And so that will also make me stop and read more. And, you know, sometimes I get stuck on this too. So I will write my mm -hmm. post, mm -hmm. then I will read it and see what sentence sticks out to me and make that the first, rewrite it and put it up to the top as like an intro. You know, that's a great point because then if you do have people who, if you are reading what you've written and then you're like, oh, that really resonated with me. Think of that first one and a half line as like 
your blog title, like you would a blog title, right? It's your Instagram title or your social media post title and use that as your lead. Love it. Awesome. So the next thing that I do is, so you've got your best image and you've got your killer line. The third thing is you have to deliver value somehow. So you want to make sure your post is highly valuable to your audience. And I think people get tripped up in this. And I don't know if people truly, we use the word value so much. I think it's overused that it becomes just noise that we don't understand what value actually means. We forgot the definition of it. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the area where you really want to dazzle your audience. You want them to be just so enthralled with what you're having to say and that it holds great value. So what are some things that you can do to deliver value? I think there's seven of them. There's seven things. I know. (laughs) So the first one is people love a transformation. So if you can take them through something that either maybe it's a struggle that you've been through and at the other side, you transformed into something, or you can take them through something. And by the time they end, you know, get to the end of your post, you've transformed them. And I like to use this every Monday morning when I do my mini trainings. Those are pretty much a transformational post because I will take people through a carousel post or a slide post. And by the end of it, I've given them training that will change the way they use or work with social media. So think of how you can transform someone. Give somebody actionable steps. So do like a training or a do it yourself. Teach somebody how to do something. The third one is entertain them or provide humor. Like that's fun, right? Like mm-hmm. you do a good job with that too. Cause some of your posts like will crack me up and stuff. So I love that. It's usually um, about like mom life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, and actually, yeah. So humor or relatable stuff. Like I think if people can relate to you, I think that's really important. And yeah, you do that really well. Um, Newsworthy or noteworthy information about maybe your industry or, or niche, showing that you're on top of it, you've got your thumb on the pulse of what's going on in your industry, I think is really important. And then that brings me to industry trends, like what's trending right now that's important that your audience really needs to be aware of. And then I think we said training and help, like how can you help somebody or make them better? And then my last one is just how can you reward somebody for following your account? And I think this one gets missed a lot. Um, And by reward, I want you to think of how can you give somebody a coupon to use? Can you give them a free download? Like what, how are you rewarding your audience for showing up for you every day? Yes, you show up for them, but how can you reward them for coming back to your account day after day? So those are my, my seven little things under the killer first line that you can do uh, to really get people to stop and pay attention. And I love all of that because for our listeners, if, if you were really listening to that section, none of it included anything about selling. No, none the of it. only thing that could kind of would be the reward one with the coupon or something, but still that's, you're giving them something of value. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I think too, when you're doing value, just focus on either serving or sharing. Yep. And yep. all of your seven ideas totally fall into that category. 
So cool. So the next ingredient, as we're building our little social media recipe here, is I think you need to look at the length of what you're posting. And I might go against the grain on this with a lot of people because a lot of people are like, yeah, max out, go ahead and write as much as you can because that will stop the scroll. And I'm just like, I don't subscribe to that. I just don't because I'm busy and I don't have a lot of time to read. So yeah, we want to get our point across and we want to deliver the value, but my belief is you want to be concise. And there's things that you can do to just like really make sure you're delivering your point, being concise, but also writing it in a way that's easy to read. And so that means to me, you're not going to have like a wall of words. Like, right. I don't know about you, but <laughs> whenever I see that wall of words just coming at me underneath this really beautiful picture, I just, I kind of get overwhelmed and I shut down a little bit. So as humans, well, I'm going to back up a little bit. Years ago, I used to be the communication specialist for Sunglass Hut, which is that sunglass mall. Oh, I sunglass didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had to talk to, on a weekly or actually daily basis, 2,000 store managers. And you have to make sure these 2,000 store managers are paying attention to the content you're putting out there, right? Right. So I learned really quickly that they're scanners. They're, they're people who just scan information and I found some of my best content to the store managers worked when I spoke in bullet points. And so I'm a firm believer of speaking in bullet points to people on social media because it makes it easier for them to scan. They can get the content they need and then remember you because you delivered and then move on. So think about how you can speak to your audience in bullet points and then surround those bullet points in white space so that your eyes can rest and take a breath. So I agree that- with you. Yes. You, you know what? I do the same thing. If I see, you know, a beautiful picture and the subject line catches my attention and then I open it and I have to scroll to keep reading or they say, continue reading in my comments. Bye. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a mompreneur. I don't have time. I like the white space, the bullet point that I even like a couple emojis in there. Yes. To get the fun emotional side of it. Yeah. So it's just really important. So I, you know, like I said, I'm not a huge subscriber to the length, subscriber to the lengthy um, post, but you do need to get your point across. So go ahead and use the bullet points and work with white space. So love it. Okay. So we're down to my last two ingredients. So the next one is call to action. I think this is the one that gets forgotten about a lot because, and this is kind of where you can talk about sales a little bit, but it's a soft sale and it's something that people may not necessarily see as a sale because the way of the way that you're framing it. So what you want to do is you need to tell people what they need to do next when they're on your post. You just can't post something and then go because then you're not nurturing that relationship. And this is also where the relationship building comes into play because you want them to engage with your posts. So invite them to do a couple of different things. Ask them to chime in with their thoughts or their perspective, what they feel um, after reading your content. Then think about how you can compel them to like and share the content with someone else who needs to hear that today because they have a whole network of people behind them that you don't really see right there. And it's an easy way for them 
to send your information on. So invite them to go ahead and share it in their stories or tag somebody who could use this information today. And then two other things that you can do, and this is kind of where the soft sale gets in, comes into, is ask them to visit your website, your blog, your podcast, your YouTube channel, a landing page, an opt-in, something like that. Invite them to go there next because they'll get like the next step um, in, in your process. And then the last thing is to invite them to DM you, send you a direct message so that you guys can start the conversation. So the post isn't the end. It's actually just the beginning of the conversation that you're starting with your audience. And I think people miss that a lot. And do you have like a rule of thumb because someone may come across and say, oh my gosh, I need to do a call to action on every single post. Do you have like a rule of thumb? Like for me, it's like maybe seven or eight out of 10 posts for every, you know, 10 posts, at least eight of them might be asking some questions. Yeah, I think so. Like, you know, yeah, I think that's a good rule of thumb. And, but I cur I'm just curious in general, because I do like to know what people think and whatever. So I might always ask, and I just want to hear what you have to say about this. Do you agree with me or don't you? I'm always asking that open-ended question at the end, but yeah, it can get, you can get fatigued by people always asking you to do something mm -hmm. and then it becomes like a chore or job. So I think that eight out of 10 rule is probably a very good one for sure. So then my last one that I think is really important is using all the tags. When I, <laughs> I was when, hoping you were going to cover this. <laughs> yeah. And this is something that I think people, there's so much, how do I say, myth or lore about tagging. And there's several different types of tags that you can use. And the first one I think I'm just going to address because it's probably the elephant standing in the room is just hashtags in general. Right. You know, people are always asking, well, oh, I've heard that you really shouldn't use 30 hashtags, or maybe you should only use like your top seven hashtags or whatever it might be. I've always been one to say, use all 30 hashtags. It gives you 30 opportunities to be seen by your audience or by the prospective audience that you want to be seen by. And if you're not using all 30 opportunities, you're missing people, I think. I, yes. what, what do you think about that? I agree. I use all 30 and, you know, I also use like a big mix. Yes. Is that part of your, you know, and, you and it's funny. That? I don't want to jump. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't really going to talk about it, but yeah, I think that um, one of the things that you have to be very careful of is that you don't use the same 30 hashtags over and over again, because first off, the algorithm doesn't like it, but just let's forget about the algorithm for a second. Let's think about using those same 30 hashtags over and over again, you're kind of appealing to the same 30 people or not 30 people, but the same right. hashtags that the same audience follows over and over again. You're not opening yourself up to that networking party that we talked about earlier on. Right. Right. I mean, you're, you're sticking with the click when you first got to the party, you need yeah. to go and meet the rest of the people. Right. So, so mix those up a little bit so that you're getting a well diversified reaction to your content. So, and there's so many ways to divide that. And that's like a whole nother podcast probably. It really is. It really self. is. <laughs> I don't want to go down a deep rabbit hole there, but just think about um, how you're using your hashtags, how you can mix it up a little bit and think in terms of like how you would brand your hashtags. Think about location, 
when you're selecting hashtags, think about what describes your ideal customer or client when you're coming up with those hashtags. So do some homework on that. <laughs> now, what do you feel about hashtags? Do you think they should be in the post or in the comments? That's a good question. And that's a huge debate too. If you want to yeah. break the internet, just go ahead and ask anybody on social right? media where that should be, right? <laughs> so here's, here's me. I, whenever possible, I try and do easy. And so I always batch write my content. And when I'm doing that, I write the hashtags within the post, but separated with a couple of spaces so that when I go to post it, and I'm, I'm a big one for, especially on Instagram posting, I don't use a um, scheduler on Instagram. I think um, real time is more important. So um, it's just quicker for me to copy and paste those posts and the hashtags are already there. So I'm not forgetting them or whatever. So for me, it's just ease. That's why I do it in the me post. Too. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, go ahead. I dare you guys to go ahead and post that as one of your posts and ask them, where should I be putting my hashtags in the comment or in the post? And you'll break the internet that day. I right. Know you if will. you really want to spark engagement, in yes. your, there you go. There's the one question to ask. <laughs> yeah. It's a controversial topic for sure. Um, the other two tags that I think some people forget to use when they're um, creating content is the geo tag. Like I think if you put a location Every time that you post, I think that's very important because again, you're going to be reaching people who maybe you would not have reached before. And then also tagging people, but when it makes sense to tag people. I, there's nothing that's more irritating than getting tagged in a post that really doesn't relate to you. Right. And, and the only reason you're getting tagged is because the other person wants the vis visibility of your audience, right? Or and, they're fishing for the sale. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and we're savvy to that, but I, you know, so don't do that. Don't misuse tagging other people, truly tag people. If it is going to impact them in a powerful way, or if they were sitting there with you at this event or whatever you're posting about, but don't do it. It's what I call crash tagging, right? Mm -hmm. Don't, don't tag because you're going to get a benefit out of it. Only tag because you're benefiting someone else. Oh, so, I like that. Yeah. So those are my seven ingredients for what I think would really help you make a perfect post. And just to go over them really quickly, it's, you know, putting your best image forward first, then supplement that with a killer opening line. Make sure you're delivering value is the third ingredient. The fourth one is just watch your length. And then the fifth one is don't forget that call to action. And then the last one is use, use all the tags, go for, go tag happy, just go tag happy. <laughs> and oh and I think that kind of hits every, like the anatomy of a post. If you were to break down how to construct a post, I think those are the six areas that you're using to construct. See, I told you everybody, you are <laughs> going to love Laura. She is just full of social media wisdom. You, I mean, Laura is my go-to person when I don't know how to do something or I just need a little bit of information. Laura is my go-to girl for social media. <laughs> Thank you. That's so sweet. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I hope that was helpful. It was very helpful. So before we sign off, first things first, where can everybody find you? So they can find me on Instagram and that's where I hang out mostly. And my name is Laura and 
my parents named me and spelled my name differently. So um, when you look for Laura, you have to look for L-O-R-A underscore Shipman. So people can find me there. Um, and then my website is also laurashipman.com. So. And yeah. I will make sure that I put all of her information in the show notes for this episode. But before we sign off, I'm going to do a quick oh. little fun Q&A with Laura. So I'm just going to ask her a series of questions just so you can get to know Laura a little better because the whole point of social media is people leave off the first part. Let's yes. be social. That's right. That's so cool. Right. I'm excited. So I'm excited. Before you get to visit Laura on Instagram, you're going to know a little bit about her first. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question. Just give me your okay. one word answer. I, I promise you, Laura, these are not hard. It's easy. Worry. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite social media platform? Oh, Instagram, hands down. Hot or iced coffee? Hot. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Cats or dogs? Dogs. <laughs> Beach or the mountains? Beach. And here's your final one. Okay. Who is your favorite inspirational person? Oh, oh Maybe gosh. I trump you on this one. <laughs> yeah, because there's so many. Um, you know what? I'm going to say my parents. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, I love that. <laughs> because, um, yeah, they... Um, you know, they've always inspired us to do whatever we wanted. They're entrepreneurs as well and they get it. They get the journey and they're always my biggest cheerleader. So thanks mom and dad. Oh, so it's that entre, you know, the entrepreneur in you is just in your blood. <laughs> it, it truly is. It truly is. Oh, thanks <laughs> that again, was Laura, for being on the show and until next time. Thank you. This was so much fun. Thank you for tuning in today. If you loved today's episode and walked away with value, then please head over to iTunes, social media for mompreneurs, and leave a review and subscribe to the channel. This would make my day. And don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes or grab some freebies over at bossladyandsweatpants.com. Take care. I'll see you next time.